Hello and welcome to the Stratford East podcast. We recently commissioned six writers to create short, rapid response plays about the urgent political issues of today. And out of this, our Burn It Down series was born. These six short plays were rehearsed and performed in a single day and we are thrilled to share a live audio recording of each of those performances. These plays are available to listen to exclusively on the Stratford East podcast until the 16th of August. The last play in our Burn It Down series is I'm Tired of Waiting, Someone Pass Me the Duct Tape, which follows the story of two trans girls who are tired of being the ones kept waiting, so decide to take back control. Written by Travis Alabanza, I'm Tired of Waiting, Someone Pass Me the Duct Tape, is directed by Millie Batia and stars Sophie Melville as the Doctor, Alexis Mashida as Chloe, and Eben Sadipo as Kerry. Please note that the plays in the Burn It Down series contain strong language. I hate waiting. Hate Can't stand waiting. Can't stand it. Fuck waiting. Fuck that. <laughs> you just want the thing to begin. For the point to be made. For the thing you want. To be yours. No, an- no more anticipation. Tapping around. Want it to happen. Right now. No more biting your nails. Wasting time procrastinating. Scrolling on screen. Hate waiting. <laughs> hey, yeah. To be the one that makes someone wait, though, it's, it's kind of hard. Oh. <laughs> well, like, to be the one to pause it, to decide when the thing starts or finishes. Mm. To be able to control when you see someone's teetery little mouth tremble at the thought of the thing finally happening. To be that tap that turns it on. The release. <laughs> the one doing the edging rather than the one being edged. It's hard. It makes sense. It's powerful. Yeah. But then imagine the person on the edge. They must feel so weak. Like in some kind of fucked up dynamic with the edger needing them because they got something they want, but they have no idea when that thing might come. Uh-huh. Like a pet. A little shitty low-life cocker spaniel who knows dinner is somewhere on the horizon but can't do anything themselves, hoping something eventually comes. 
that the reason they're in this relationship is eventually met, but no promises could just stay waiting forever. When you see the bus go past and you have a full 20 minutes to kill until the next one comes. Mm -hmm. When a one-night stand is text you saying that they might have the clap, so you go to the oh. street for a rapid test. Mm -hmm. You stay outside on the curb for the results with a strawberry frappuccino, but they don't have any chocolate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're waiting for your A-level results. Babe, you don't have any A-level results. And, don't mean I can't imagine waiting for them. <laughs> okay, okay. What about waiting for the toilet and a long ask you in the club? Oh, 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 God, yeah, and you told yourself you wouldn't scroll whilst on coke because it equals more admin the next day the toilet line is so long, you're just scrolling and scrolling and then you scroll and you scroll and you see a picture of a girl with a chaser who is no good so you send her a message giving her a warning about his right-angled cock <laughs> and then you're waiting for a reply to that DM about the right-angled cock <laughs> When you're waiting for a Netflix movie to buffer on the laptop. Waiting for porn to load when all you got is 4G. Or for someone to text back when you've asked if it's okay to tell them something. Waiting for someone to tell you something after they text you back saying, Yeah, sure, tell me. Waiting for the bus. For the microwave today. For the washing machine to finish its cycle. For a cat to come back in. For your period to stop. <laughs> for the rain to go away. For the sun to come out. For the clocks to go forward. For them to go back. For your phone to stop ringing. To be put off hold. For your next song to come on, on on the radio. For your favorite program to be on after the advert. For Dermot to say who won the X Factor. For Davina to finally say who's leaving the Big Brother house. For the shops to open. For the train to come. Or a plane to land. And Uber to pull up. <laughs> She needs something. <laughs> what if she needs something? Oh! <laughs> what if she needs something? Oh, Carrie! What the thick fuck am I supposed to do if fucking God fucking double penetrated Mary and Joseph if she needs something? You know, I, I never thought of that, Carrie. That little Miss Doctor here could possibly need something. Look, I'm just saying. No, 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 no. <clears throat> You're right, Carrie. Let's chat, babe. See if Princess needs something. <laughs> Do you need something, Miss? <laughs> just. We're definitely in the middle of something. Look, uh, look I, I just... Uh, just... Just water, please. I've been here for hours. Water? I've been here for hours. Water? Water! I've been here for hours. Water! Water! Oh, oh, oh! I really need fluids! Shit, pick up line. Try again. Don't get it twisted. I fucking hate you. Learns actually. I'm just not nuts. Chloe, 
Oh, babe, thank you so much. Let me get my fucking nuts. I, I think she did. I mean, I thought I heard something, but then it was quite rude. Very rude, in fact, what I thought I heard. And it made me think, why would the person tied up, wanting to be mm. let free, be so bloody rude underneath their breath mm. about the very girls that hold the scissors to set them free? Mm. In such a tight space as well. Seems silly, really. Doesn't make sense, really. Especially for a smart doctor, if I'm honest. Unless she isn't really smart, to be fair. Unless you're also a bit nuts too, Doctor. Oh, mmm. You're, on, you're onto something there, babe. That would make sense. Only someone a bit bonkers would be so unaware that they actually have quite a loud whisper. A stage whisper. <laughs> and be that silly to whisper something so very rude in front of the people in charge, they must be bonkers. I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> So, do you need something? What do you fucking want? Watch your language. It's not becoming for a doctor to swear. Very undoctor-like, actually. I'm gonna put that on the feedback form. <laughs> You don't wait for things much, do you? Huh? You've been tied up here for all but just two hours. Nothing really in the big scheme of things. She just got used to waiting. She's not waiting for anything in her life, Chloe. Mm. Out of the womb and straight into whatever the fuck she wanted. I bet her cot was covered in cat kids and blankets. And Nanny on either side ready to give her warm, correct temperature milk if she even looked like she could be potentially thirsty. Your family uses speeding boarding, don't they? On a domestic flight from London to Glasgow. <laughs> As if we're all getting on the same fucking planet-ruining plane. Do you fast track your ASOS parcel? <laughs> Pay first class, next day delivery. Make your Uber Eats driver prioritize your takeaway. Dangle some cash in front of a taxi man to make sure he risks the red light. A little liposuction because the gym just takes too much time. You know, a natural dry as opposed to a hair dry would be better for your curls. But you just don't have the time. You do not have the time. Simply can't wait. We'll never wait. You don't know anything about me. Huh. You just come in here, made all this, made all of these. No, 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 no. Don't start the whole white girl YouTube whining thing. It won't work. And it will just piss me off. You actually said something quite stupid there. She did? Yeah. Well, we don't know anything about you, really. But if I go into your door, doctor, rummage through your notes with your nice joined-up handwriting, well, there's an awful lot you know about us. Like real invasive stuff, real personal stuff, stuff that you read over and check in exchange for us getting something we need. Except, Doctor, when we did keep up our part of the bargain, you know, told you what you wanted to hear, gave you the right story, the first time I tried on a dress, la la la, all our pain and suffering, you actually didn't keep up your end of the bargain. You, in fact, said we had to do it again, and again, 
and again, and then wait, and then wait, and then wait, and then be put in another line to just oh. wait, and wait, and wait, and wait. All this, whilst we rudely don't know anything about you. When did you know you were a woman? What? When did you know you were a woman, Doctor? <laughs> right, okay, this is what we're playing. Uh, playing? No one's playing me. What, we're just trying to get to know you. So, Carrie seems to be adamant that from a young age she experienced much distress around her gender and male sex. Mm. Knew she was just a woman from 16 out of school prom and has been living as such for seven years. So go on, doctor. Tell me your story. Carol, take notes. Mm -hmm. Give your arm a break. I, 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 I don't. You, 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 you don't know. No wrong answer. Wouldn't proceed. This is stupid, you know. I will ask you again, doctor. When did you know? Well, I, I guess I just always knew. Prove it. <laughs> you allow that answer, but then you'd have to prove it. Normally, with an anecdote that is stereotypically gendered, think mm. eight-year-old level comprehension of gender, that normally does the trick. <laughs> yes. Reduce anything complex about you to a clear and easy-to-read moment. I, I can't prove it, all right? It just is. Well, that proof? We can't begin to start the process of starting the process, Doctor. I get what you're doing. <laughs> Alright, well done, but I'm not the enemy. I want to help you. Do you know what we're doing? Because I don't think we do. So that's no. We're just not do we're just doing what people do when they're bored of waiting. You entertain yourself. You pick your nose on the naughty step, mm -hmm. tug on your mum's apron, name all the nits falling out of your hair when your head is over the bar. Occupy yourself. Right. But you know, I am trying, okay? I'm not against you. If this is you trying, I'd hate to see you when you don't. I'm sorry that the world can't revolve around you and your issue, okay? That really isn't very nice, mm. Doctor. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't watch it if I were you. Mm, yeah, find the reframe, bitch. Well, what I mean <laughs> is obviously. I understand what you're having to go through is the centre of your world, and rightfully so. That's completely understandable, yeah? But do you know how many people I see every day? I go from you to an appointment about someone's anal fissures, and then to a blood clot, and then a, a spotty kid with asthma, all while every single person is tired, frustrated that they have waited so long, and looking at me, to solve it, like I have, have, haven't fucking made the decision. That the queues are, they're, they're getting longer, they're, my hours even longer, and not, not to mention my kids at home and- Oh, boo, fuck, let her sleep, bro. All I'm trying to say is that I, I can't do it all. <laughs> I'm trying, I, I, I may be tired, overworked, sometimes I miss the mark, but I'm not a bigot, okay? It's the system. All right? Bonanza, I'm my auntie. Yeah. They say the NHS is a growing shit thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they say it's like trying to cover up a huge crack every day, but by applying pasta with like a toothbrush or something. You're trying it, but it just, it just won't work. Yeah. That's why the clapping was so fucked up. Like, no point in clapping if you aren't going to pay the fucking 
Exactly. And whilst the clapping was going on, we... Now, well, why do you always have to be so bothered about somebody calling you a bigot but like actually doing something? <laughs> if I was part of something that wasn't working, I would either change it or make sure my hands aren't covered in shit. Your hands are covered in shit. Now, blood. Blood. You know, I'm not doing this for me. I've got what I need. I found a way. Then why am I here? This is only going to make it worse. There's ways with far more respect. But fuck respect. I don't deal with something that's temporary, Doctor. Our friend's name was Luna. We were called the Three Musketeers, the Sugar Babe, sometimes the Powerful Dog, never Destiny's Child, because we were all stars. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a birthday today. We'd spend most of the day waiting for her to text and say, me right here, 9.30, dress up, look hot, we ain't paying for shit, and then we'd go and have the best night of our lives until next year, when we'd have the best night of our lives all over again. Luna's birthday became all of our birthdays, because she just kind of let us have a night where we owned everything. Anything was possible. Yes was the most used word. One time her birthday was on a Friday, and we all got back on a Monday. Same outfits, but completely different people. Blinked down a weekend and just God. Luna could do that, spend time with her presence. Luna is dead, Doctor. And in her note, in her note, she said she was tired of waiting. That she couldn't wait anymore for things to get better. That waiting was killing her. And I'm not saying that we couldn't have done anything to help with the wait, or that the wait was the only thing that made her miss her birthday this year, but the fact is, Waiting makes a bad situation worse. And if a bad thing happens to you, and you're already waiting for something else, then you're more likely to snap. Bad things are happening, and we, we are waiting, and a lot of us just snap, Doctor. There's blood everywhere. So how come you're, not a, how come you're the only one without it on your hands? Why do you have the privilege to be clean about it? I'm really, truly sorry for your loss. Luna sounds like a very... You don't even remember her. She, she doesn't even remember her. Gary, Gary, you'll fuck this. You'll fuck this, true-heartedly fuck this. This bitch don't even remember Luna. And you want me to believe you care. You think you lot are so fucking separate from me? From us, don't you? Like some test animals in a little glass cage that you can prod and look at. But you go home and tell your husband that you met saddest, craziest little trap. I would never use that word. Oh! <laughs> Not with your mouth, but with your look. I'm disgust when I see it. You're just as bad, you know, oh. grouping me as an enemy. How do you think this is going to stop anything? This is what you people do when they don't have opinions. When, you see, you're the one who holds all the options, not us. 
What's the point of being rational inside a fucking cage, Doctor? We are different, but not really. It's all about control. You know how they treat us and our bodies. It just becomes a warning for how they're going to treat yours. Does it feel good to be part of the control? Having ownerships of our bodies isn't a given. You know that just as well as we do. No. They give our dress to cis women too. Mm -hmm. Menopausal women. Over the counter, easy peasy, a few questions to ask, but no wait. No moral conundrum to go through, but something about our bodies it means that it's no longer ours to decide. For a choice until the thing we are choosing is just a little bit too controversial. Then it gets everyone's choice, <laughs> but ours. Everyone has a say in our body, but us. And then we just wait. And we keep waiting, and we wait, and we try and find some other way until you decide that what we're saying is life and death is also your life and death. But sure. Put your pronouns on the email signature. That will speed things up. I had to fight for my choices too. And, and I will fight for yours. Just, what's the point in doing it like this? There's always a point with you lot, isn't there? <laughs> always must go somewhere to make you feel okay. God forbid we just wanted to do this for fun. With no point, just out of boredom, just because we can. <laughs> it's funny what waiting can do. to gender identity clinics in this country have increased. In a consultation, it is my job as the GP to decipher what is real or not about my client and assess their needs. I will then pass them on to more doctors in more queues and in more weights. This could be anything from 18 months to four years. I can write down that my patient is in severe emotional distress, affecting their quality of life, and I know it will still be a four-year wait. They will wait. The ones that survive will wait. Some will find other ways to fund this. Others will not make it. I will ask more questions as we continue to debate what is real and not real about trans people, they continue to wait and wait. As I ask more questions, they continue to wait. When I go home, they will continue to wait. As uh, we talk about sports or bathrooms or changing rooms, they continue to wait. When we discuss kids and parents and pronouns, 
they continue to wait. When we talk about them to our neighbor as an interesting dinner topic, they continue to wait until they do not wait anymore, until they instead decide that enough is enough. Thanks for listening to I'm Tired of Waiting, Someone Pass Me the Duct Tape by Travis Alabanza. The play was directed by Millie Battia and starred Sophie Melville, Alexis Mashida and Eben Sidipo. Be sure to listen to all of the plays in our Burn It Down series right here on the Stratford East podcast. For the Burn It Down series, produced by Theatre Royal Stratford East. Casting Director, Jacob Sparrow. Production Manager, Aoife Lilly. Stage Manager, Lizzie Donaghy, Head of Production, Simon Bourne, Head of Lighting, Deanna Towley, Head of Sound, Jeremy George, Head of Stage, Dom Kelly, Acting Head of Stage, Daniel Stewart, Production Coordinator, Ferdy Emmett. <laughs>